Hello and welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. So for anyone new to this podcast, welcome. My name is Ellie. I'm a formal chemical engineer, gone health coach after a lifelong sugar addiction, binge eating disorder, and just a really toxic relationship with food. My body was breaking down. I had thyroid issues, gut issues, and I went to a bunch of doctors. I was handed a bunch of prescriptions, but that wasn't good enough. I wanted to know why. I wanted to know why my body was, why I was so chronically fatigued, why I felt horrible, why I was having all these symptoms. And long story short, ended up discovering that the nutrition, the food I was eating was like 90% of the problem, along with stress and being able to handle emotions, navigating my emotional nervous system. And so studying that and transforming my relationship with food transformed everything. You know, I got my energy back. I got my vitality back. I got my enthusiasm for life back. And that's what brought me to become a coach and create this podcast to share tools with you, practical tools that you can use today to show up as your best self in regards to food and just in regards to life, how to manage stress, how to, how to not use food as a coping mechanism. And so in this podcast today, we're going to be talking a lot about food pushing, how to handle social situations, what to do if you're at work and someone brings donuts into the office or there's a pizza party or you go to a social event and you feel pressured to eat something that you know does not serve your body, but there is a social pressure and social norms to eat foods that may taste good but may make you feel like garbage. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today and it's sparked by a client I had last night who was struggling with this. And so I was coaching him through it and I want to share with you a lot of tools around this because I know this is something I struggled with because sometimes it's hard to speak up for ourselves and not want to feel extra or like, you know, oh, someone made these for me, so I don't want to turn them down. But a lot of this is around boundary setting and around your own self-worth. And before that, I just want to say, I know it's been a little bit since I've been on the podcast, but I'm so excited to get back into this. I, if you follow me on social media at Mindful Belly, I started comfort zone retreats last year and the comfort zone retreats are, we take groups of people out into nature, completely unplugged from our phones. We reset our nutrition. We do things like meditation, yoga, breath work. We do ice baths. We get out of our comfort zone to, to build confidence, to build community, to do our, our tagline is do hard things because how special it is to do hard things like an ice bath with other people and how bonding it is. And so much of even, you know, what I've, I've coached hundreds of people now on nutrition, on emotional eating, and so much of it is a lack of feeling seen, a lack of feeling like you've got true friends or that you feel like you're part of a community of people that love you and support you for who you are. You know, we're connected to so many people on social media. I mean, like millions of people we are connected to, but so many people are feeling very lonely and alone within their struggles, feeling like they can't share certain, you know, depression, anxiety. Like there's a lot of masks that are up and I know I've held these myself of just like not wanting to see people to see my imperfections or feel vulnerable. And so what we do on these retreats is open, just have this beautiful container for people to open up and to be seen. And it is so healing. The transformations we see on these retreats, I mean, it's amazing and it's just so much fun we just got back from Colorado we took a rafting trip a group of about 30 people from Austin most of everyone was from Austin um, took them rafting took them zip lining but most importantly we were creating habits healthy habits healthy routines um, meditation yoga every morning you know um, having open space for people to share so I just want to invite you 
if you feel called, if you need like a reset, just to reset your nervous system, to connect back to your why, to your purpose while you're here. Can't tell you how many people have come on these comfort zone retreats that after quit their jobs, leave toxic relationships, you know, completely change their health because it's like they got, they got to taste what it feels like and how to actually implement those habits to bring them back home. Sometimes when we're in like the same stimuli every day, the same stressors, we're waking up, we're getting hit with the same anxieties and texts. It's like we just get caught in loops, loops and habits and getting out of them feels, can feel really just overwhelming. And so we don't make change or it can feel really scary to make change. And so that's why on these retreats, we help you through that. And you're surrounded by a support network. And the best thing about these is that you come back from the retreats and you just feel like you have a family. And so it's so much more than just this like one-off experience. Like everyone comes back and we have, we have a support system. So it's really beautiful. Anyways, just want to share that with you. Um, we're going to Big Ben in October. And then we're, we do these 24-hour retreats every month here in Austin, uh, about 30 minutes outside of Austin, where it's just 24 hours to just completely unplug, get off your phone, reset your nutrition, and really get on your goals for the month. So it's a lot of fun and just a great way to build community. So... Check that out at www.comfortzone.retreats.com if you're interested in ever coming on a retreat with us. And yeah, so for this episode, also, before we begin, we've got a 21-day reset coming up, which is the Nutrition Reset. It's a group I lead a couple times a year, and so excited to lead this one. It's been a while since I led my last one, just with all the retreats we've had. So really excited to, to bring this back to you guys, because these 21 days are so transformational. And as I mentioned, like doing this with the community, resetting your nutrition with other people is so healing because you feel like you got a bunch of cheerleaders, you got people going through it with you, struggling with the same challenges. Like we're talking about the food pushing, holidays are coming up, how do we navigate that and just have the support and accountability. And what these 21 day nutrition resets are, I take you through this. This is a really getting off foods that drive so much inflammation in the body, things that you may think are super healthy, things like oatmeal, things like you know wheat bread, whole grains, like so many things that we're commonly preached at are like these health foods that in reality may be wreaking so much havoc on your body, having you gain weight, having you stay, feel puffy or bloated or tired. And so we clean house. And I teach you how to do this in such a sustainable way that it's just so beautiful after the 21 days. You know, the first week's always for people just like you're, you're switching your habits. So there's always, you know, some detox symptoms and, and just getting in the rhythm. But by the end of the 21 days, people are like, I never want to go back to the way I was eating. Because it's easy, it's sustainable, and you feel so good. It just feels so good. And it's the way we're meant to eat, how our ancestors ate, you know, real food. And so if you feel called, if you're like, I need motivation, I need a reset, and you want support from me, I mean, I coach you live. So it's not like I just hand you some PDF and you go through it yourself. Like, I am with you for 21 days. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you'll get my toolkit, which has tons of resources, has so, so many simple swaps, you guys. And make it so easy so you don't feel deprived. How to make this work in the holidays. How to, you know, I have dining out guides for you. I've got so many simple recipes that aren't going to take you 20 hours in the kitchen to make. Um, all about super simple, convenient, because that is how we sustain. You know, on those busy nights when you don't want to cook, what do you grab? What do you grab when you're traveling and you need something super quick? So you will learn all of that in this program. Anyway, so that's going to start October 10th. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, that is year 2022, so October 10th. And yeah, I would love to have you join. Um, check it out at mindful, mindfulbelly.com backslash 21 day reset. All right, so let's get into this episode. Let's talk about food pushing. So the 
challenge my client was experiencing was uh, he works for an office and they had like this monthly celebration. Now they're back in the office and they have like this pizza party. And he even packed his lunch. He didn't want to eat the pizza. So I was so proud of him for doing that. But once he got there, he felt this pressure to eat it because they had, it was like all the whole team was in there. Everyone was eating it. And just this internal dialogue of like, I'm not part of the team if I don't eat this or I will be rejected. And this is our, a lot of times our subconscious because we as humans evolved to need others to survive. We needed to be accepted by the tribe. Otherwise, we would be banished, left alone, and die. So that is programmed in our psyche. So when it comes to, you know, even though that's not real anymore, it's still, it feels real. Our emotional body is like, I want to belong. I want to belong. So everyone around us is doing something. A lot of the times we are naturally inclined to want to do that too just so we're not the weirdo or we're not called out for it or extricated for it. And so... For a situation like that, it's realizing that, you know, your own boundaries. How do you want to feel? What is that pizza going to do to you when you eat it? You know, if I know for me, it would ignite a bunch of cravings. I would feel super bloated. I know what gluten does to my body. I'm not celiac, but I know so many of us are reacting so strongly to gluten and dairy. Anxiety, depression, inflammation, feeling puffy. And that can last for weeks. It's not just you eat one bite and it lasts for maybe an hour it can last for weeks, that inflammation. You may get a migraine three days later and have no idea it was the pizza that caused it. So there's just so many foods like that that are just, for me, like not worth it. Like I'm not going to put that in my body. I know the inflammation response it can have. And like I want to, my goal, my values are like energy, feeling good, showing up as my best self. Like am I going to sacrifice that so that I, because someone decided to order a bunch of dominoes and bring that into work? Like, no. And so it's really getting clear on your value system. What do you want for yourself? If your goal is to, is to feel good and look good, maybe you have, you know, maybe you're holding on some extra weight. Like every choice matters. Every choice matters. And it's, we talk about this in previous episodes, like casting votes. Every choice you make, you're casting a vote for your best self, your future self, that version of you that you want to be, or for a lower self. You know, the, the self that wants this, that, feel safe and staying stuck and feel safe and just eating a bunch of pizza because that may be the norm of not of not holding a boundary of not saying you know what I do want this for myself I'm by saying no to this pizza I'm saying yes to myself and with that that most often when we go into a social situation like we can put this spotlight syndrome on ourselves where it's like oh my gosh everyone's gonna notice I'm not eating the pizza and they're gonna ask me about it and then and then they're gonna you know judge me for it or yeah, I'm going to be left out or no one's going to talk to me. It's just like this. And a lot of times this can be happening in our minds and we're not even aware of it, but it's driving our behavior to just go eat the pizza anyways. And so it's to be, and this is why it's so important, like meditation. Meditation is not just about stilling, you know, having no thoughts or having your brain go quiet because that's, that's not the case, you know, that our brain is going to think that's what it does. And so what meditation is about is being aware of our thoughts, is training ourselves to be the observer of our thoughts as they come up, the emotions that come up that are driving our behaviors, to be able to like, oh, I'm noticing myself like want to say yes to this because I want to appease a bunch of people. And then being able to take a big breath and coming back to self, like, but what do I want? Oh, I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to, I want to show up as my best self today. And what does that look like? And realizing that by doing that like can you sometimes it's helpful 
to turn the tables around and imagine if you went to this party, this work team, and they ordered a bunch of Domino's, and one of your coworkers brought their own lunch and was socializing and social, but just was eating their own lunch because they didn't want to eat the pizza. Like, what would you think about them? And so often it's like, you don't, either you don't really care or if they're eating something super healthy, maybe you actually admire them for their discipline, for that, the fact that they can do that. You know, it shows signs of self-control. It shows, like, what are you representing in your character? You're actually a role model holding these people up. And if anyone gives you flack for that, usually it's out of their own insecurity that they feel themselves guilty about eating the pizza and they want, it's kind of the crab effect is what they call it, where, like, you want to kind of pull other people down um, or people will pull other people down so that they don't, they're not forced to rise up or look at themselves or it's uncomfortable to know that they, they too feel like, you know, I, pizza's not the best for me either, but I, you know, it's a reflection, it's a mirror. So if anyone gives you flack about that, it's usually just their own stuff. And that's not your, like that, you don't need to hold that. You hold what you, like you're important, you matter, your body's worth eating good, healthy foods that make you feel good. So to wit, to notice that if someone's judging you that that's their own stuff, that's not yours. And then oftentimes, like I mentioned though, a lot of times people are like, A, don't notice and don't care. Or if they, they may be just really intrigued. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, like they're interested genuinely because they want to rise up to. They're like, wow, like you're disciplined. What are you eating? Like, how, you know, you're, and you're setting an example for other people to rise up. And then, you know, even for stuff like this, like if you know that you have like some monthly pizza party at your work or like they bring in sandwiches every Tuesday or donuts every Thursday for breakfast, like can you go ask who's ever in charge of that? Like, hey, could we get a healthier option this week? And then even help them pick that out. You know, if it's something for a group, could they do something that's more like something that, that you could eat that's like more like meat and veggies so they could get, you know, Mexican fajitas and you could just not eat the tortillas or they could get um, even just having sides of fruit that you could nibble on. Or, you know, for me, whenever I worked at uh, in corporate for an engineering place and they always, I mean, whenever we had like some big meeting, they'd usually bring in like um, sandwiches from pan, Panera bread or something. And so I would order a salad and get chicken and hard boiled eggs. Uh, or I would just always bring my meal, you know, I would bring my own food. And then you can still feel part of it. You're still eating, but that you can eat your own stuff or just eat before if you feel uncomfortable to bring your own food. But I promise you, you're more often going to be looked at as a role model and people are like, wow, you're self-disciplined. Wow, you've got so much self-control versus people judging you and thinking like you're a weirdo or like you're extra and you like you're not part of this team. Like, and honestly, do we want to even be close to people that are going to think like that, that are going to pull us down? Like, no, you serve yourself. And, and honestly, if any of people ask you, because sometimes it's hard, like, you don't, if you don't want to bring attention to yourself, and I get that. Um, and, you know, simple answers that you don't have to explain yourself. It doesn't have to be some long saga about how you're trying to heal your gut or, like, um, I mean, you can share that if you feel called to. And honestly, y'all, a lot of times our vulnerability when we do share stuff like that, people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm experiencing, you know, gut issues too. I'm... Um, or my husband is, or like, and you can say like, I'm just experimenting. I want to see how, how I feel when I, if I don't eat dairy, so I'm not eating it right now. You know, like that's pretty simple. And as an experiment, there's not a judgment of like, dairy's bad. I'm not eating it. Cause then the other people that maybe they may take that as like, Oh, I'm bad for eating it then. So just to, Oh, I'm just experimenting or I'm not hungry. Or I brought my own lunch. I'd rather eat this, you know? 
Um, it doesn't have to be some huge explanation. But as I mentioned too, like if you are, you know, maybe you are trying to heal gut issues. And if that is your truth, if you share that, like again, that is really what connects and bonds people. One of my, my clients, he was nervous to you know, speak up to the CEO if the CEO was providing this thing and he wasn't eating it. And like, yeah, I, I get that. But oftentimes, you know, like what, again, like what are the characteristics you're showing by honoring your body? Self-control, self-discipline, respect for yourself, being able to hold a boundary and being confident in it, not, not, not apologizing for it, not feeling shame. Like, honestly, people respect people with boundaries. So just to reiterate that, sometimes we can, I know for myself, like would warp it into this, like somehow that I'm like hurting them by doing this. And like, I don't, I want to, I just want to people please, but it's actually, it's not serving anybody by me eating something that's going to make me feel like garbage and guilty and resentful. Like that doesn't serve anybody. So this is a practice and let it be a practice. Every time you're encountered with a social situation that you feel that pressure, take a big deep breath come back to your why and sometimes it really get back to your why you know i work with a lot of people who are on the verge of diabetes or they have a family history where they literally are watching people develop cancer in their family they're they're watching you know people dying of heart attacks you know is somebody else not feeling uncomfortable because you are turning down a food worth you having a heart attack and it may sound extreme because it's just like well this one choice isn't gonna make me have a heart attack but long term it does. Like these choices matter. Your health matters. So in that moment, you are choosing yourself. You are choosing by saying no to that thing. You are choosing your health and not leading to a cascade. Because a lot of times it is those little one choices that lead to a cascade of low energy. So you end up eating the donuts or eating the pizza. Then what happens? Feeling like garbage and guilty later. And then, or feeling that, you know, that kind of mentality come on where we're kind of feeling foggy and, and low. And then that fuels the mood of feeling low. So then, oh, well, today's ruined. So I might as well just order something. I'll pick up, you know, Popeye's on the way home. And then the next day feeling like garbage. Don't get a good night's sleep because your body's inflamed or your blood, your blood crashing, blood sugar crashing. So in the middle of the night, you know, it, our food affects our quality of sleep. Everything we eat affects our quality of sleep. So then if not getting a good night's sleep, then wake up the next day feeling groggy. Uh, then we don't want to go to the workout. Our cravings haven't been ignited because we spiked our blood sugar. And now maybe you're craving more. You know, it's harder to turn down more things. You don't have the energy to cook for yourself. So you end up just stopping at McDonald's. And then just this cascade. So like that one choice, yeah, maybe individually having a slice of pizza isn't that big of a deal. But the fact that it can lead to all these other poor choices and poor energy and even just you showing up then feeling like foggy and so you're kind of irritable with your husband or wife or you're irritable with your children and overreact about something. And it affects your relationships. These choices affect, I mean, they're literally like we're changing our energy. Like our, this may sound woo-woo, but like our frequency, like what we're attracting into our life, what is literally the energy that we have. So if we're robbing that because we ate a bunch of low energy food, then we're showing up in the world, attracting more low energy things to ourselves because we're not vibrant. We're not outgoing, social, you know, meeting people, going out to events, opening up to opportunities when we're feeling like crap. So that one piece of pizza may be robbing you of a job opportunity of meeting the man of your dreams, you know, because he walked right by you, but you felt like crap. So you didn't say hi. 
or you didn't, you know, you didn't hold the door open for somebody that you were supposed to meet because you weren't even aware because you were just in such a fog. So I share this because these are, you know, I felt this. I felt this. I, I notice it. If I ever, you know, it's like right now I'm pretty dialed in on the foods that I'll allow in my body, but I'll still, or I'll still, you know, at times overeat or like over the holidays, well, I'll do a lot more swap stuff. So like things I don't eat on the regular, which would be like, like Simple Mills Paleo Brownies. Like I don't eat those on the regular because they're just so delicious. And my brain will just like the more, when I eat that kind of stuff, I crave it. So I have to use a lot more energy to like, to not keep that going, if that makes sense. But so I'll notice even with that kind of food, like even on the retreats, like we eat super clean, but we'll have things like paleo bars and stuff I don't normally eat on the regular because it does, like it does spike my, my little sweet tooth and I'll tend to overeat which just requires me a lot more energy. Anyways, the reason I'm saying that is because I'll notice how that affects the way I'm interacting with people, the way I show up in my work. And it's just like, it's not worth it. And I'm just like, I want, you know, I know the foods that work for me. I know the ones that don't cause me to crave stuff. So I don't have to expend energy on those. And then once I get them out, I don't crave them. So yeah. Anyways, main takeaway, whatever you're saying, when you're saying no to something, you are saying yes to something else. So when you're saying no to that pizza, that person that's like, hey, I made you this apple pie. And you're like, oh, we'll talk about that. But, if, you know, by saying no to the thing, what are you yesing? You're yesing yourself. You're yesing, yesing opportunities. You're yesing your energy. So I hope this is you know, motivates you to really honor yourself and set those boundaries. And people learn how to teach you. You know, if they're, if you go to a social event and your friends and they're all eating kind of not the best stuff and they're used to you joining in on that, eating, you know, going out to eat a bunch of fried onion rings at Outback or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you come and you're ordering a salad or, or like a meat and not eating the, appetizers not ordering dessert like it may throw them off in the beginning and they you know when we change it forces other people it's uncomfortable because people you know we latch on to what we know because it feels safe so if you change you're basically telling them that there's like a threat that it's, it's uncertain unsafe because they're not used to it but as you hold your boundary if they're like no come on eat a bite mostly because they want to feel okay in their own decisions but you hold your boundary and just say, no, thank you. I'm not hungry for that. Or, you know, even just no, th- oh, no, thank you. I don't want any. Then, and you hold that and you say it with confidence. And even if they try to keep pushing you, come on, we always eat this. And you just keep saying, you know, just hold it because they're going to learn how to treat you. I think that's a quote from Oprah that you teach people how to treat you. And if you continue to show up and eat that way and they see you eat that way or they see that you're, you know, gluten-free, or they see, you know, and that continuously, then they won't be offering you that kind of stuff. Or for people that, like, make you stuff because they want to show you their love. So sometimes food is a form of love. You go to, like, a family gathering, and your grandma makes you something that she wants you to eat. This is where it's so important to communicate how you're eating to your loved ones if you're going to go to a party or to, um, like, for the holidays, letting them know what you're doing. And just saying that you're really trying to work on your health or, you know, you can talk to them beforehand if that's helpful. 
that can take a lot of pressure off and just let them know and like bring food with you that they don't have to adjust anything for you. But if it's like your grandma who really wants to make you something just because she wants you to know that you're loved or if it's something like that, then communicate with that and ask, like, could you send them some recipes? Could you make me this instead? You know, or if you go to a party and a host just wants you to feel like they're being a good host. And so if they offer you something, something I love to do is like if they offer like, oh, do you want any like these cookies or whatever? It's like, oh, like I'll get one later. Thank you so much. I'm not that hungry right now. Or or just actually I'm like so thirsty. Could I get a cup of coffee or could I get a, a sparkling water? And sometimes they just want to be able to do something for you. And so to be able to ask for something else that is that they can give you, but that is like a healthier option or just something like I mentioned, the sparkling water or a coffee or just delay it. Or sometimes if someone like keeps pushing you, what can be helpful is changing the subject, just saying, oh, no, thank you. But I, you know, but, oh, did you travel last week? Like, wh where have you gone? Or, you know, I just made that up on the top of my head. But even if it's like, say it's like they're offering you cupcakes and you're like, oh, I'm actually, I'm good for now. Thank you so much. And they're like, come on, just have one. I really want you to try this. And you can say, oh, you know, they look delicious. I'm so full at the moment, but I'll get one later. But where'd you get those cupcake liners? They're so cute. You know, something to change the subject. Or you know, just be real. You know, you don't even have to do that. Just no thank you. I, I, I'm not. I'll get one later. Or like, I'll think about it later. And not apologizing for it. You know? So... One tip also, because there's some people that will be like, oh, but I made these just for you. I mean, it's just like, uh, so you can say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm so full right now. Could I take some to go? And then, you know, let them give it to you to go. And then ideally just throw them out when you get home. Notice how, how much love is in there and, and receive that love. But if they're going to cause you temptation, like don't, I wouldn't even bring them in the house. Like throw them out because... You, like if they're just sitting on the counter so in a weak moment, if you're tired or stressed and then you end up grabbing it and it's just not worth it. So to, yeah, either throw it out and maybe bring it to a homeless shelter. If you don't want to throw it away, give it to um, a dog, a neighbor, but just don't bring it in your house is what I would suggest. All right. And other things are definitely, if you're going to a social event, bring food that you can eat. And this is just like things that you enjoy that, that you can also eat so you can feel like you're partaking. Like I mentioned, even if that, like that, at that, like, say it was a pizza party or, or someone's bringing donuts in, like, can you bring something that you're going to enjoy that will feel, maybe even feel indulgent, but that's not going to have you reaching for the pizza or the donut. So that could be bringing in, you know, make your, if you know it's a pizza party, could you bring your own little, like, paleo version of a pizza <laughs> you could use the cauliflower foods has a, a dairy-free collard crust and you could put some red sauce on that or or the spaghetti squash pizza bake it's so good it's five ingredients it's so oh my gosh it's my favorite make a big spaghetti squash casserole with it it's so easy i'll put it in the show notes and you know bring that instead and then you'll feel like you're eating pizza but mostly as i mentioned like no one's gonna really notice or if they do it'll be like for five seconds and yeah, also just the reminder that like a little bit of discomfort of saying no to somebody, like it typically lasts like five seconds. Like any host 
is so worried about so much other stuff. Like they're not going to remember that you didn't eat like a cookie that they offered. And so we can get so in our own heads about it, but usually no one else remembers. So that five seconds of discomfort of saying no is going to save you. I know for myself, just like hours of remorse or feeling bloated and upset, like, oh my gosh, it's so much better to feel like an, and use it as an empowered no. Like, and if someone does bring something in like donuts or there's like some, maybe there's like a holiday party and there's all these desserts around, like if you know yourself and you crave sweets and this is going to be just like absolute torture for you, especially for the beginning of breaking sugar addiction where sugar cravings may still be strong, to bring something sweet that does feel indulgent, that's going to have healthy ingredients that are going to keep your blood sugar balanced so that you're not going to be inflamed and craving sugar the rest of the day. So that would be things like my friend, we did a, we had a comfort zone reunion dinner and I'm, I'm very strict about that we're only bringing paleo stuff. Um, and so she made chocolate avocado mousse and it was so good, y'all. All it is is like cacao powder, coconut, like full fat coconut milk, avocados. And I think maybe a little, maybe a little bit of like maple syrup or honey but just a little, so it's not, it's got so much healthy fat in it. You could even add like a chocolate protein powder. I'd recommend like pure paleo, but there's like super easy ingredients like that. And then that could be something sweet or indulgent for yourself. Or maybe like some, even like some dried fruit um, paired with some nuts or something like a, like dark chocolate, uh, righteously raw. I love their little dark chocolate coconut bites. Um, and Audrey actually have an interview with her the owner she is a cancer breast cancer survivor and she's just a, a beautiful soul and she's the owner of Righteously Raw but anyways finding stuff like that to bring for you on days that you know there's going to be temptation in the office or having something in your drawer that you can reach for should you walk into the break room and donuts are calling your name and like your sweet tooth is going crazy find your breath walk right back out and ideally having something on you in your desk or wherever that you can slow down and eat with presents that will help you from not eating the donuts, if that makes sense. All right, so I hope this is helpful. Biggest takeaways, that you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to apologize for yourself. And it's okay to, even if you're out of social situations, to ask for modifications at a restaurant. I meant to mention that. I know in the beginning I would kind of feel embarrassed to ask for modifications because I felt like I was being extra, like I'm being like, just too much but realizing now like not at all restaurants don't mind at all if you modify like they're fine with it especially it's so common now and also again like no one's really noticing as much as you like you may think they are the spotlight syndrome like people don't mind and honestly respect you for taking care of yourself and if you can imagine like if your if your child had a life-threatening allergy would you you'd speak up for them so it's like, how can we speak up for ourselves? And, and imagine it, you know, if, if it was a life-threatening allergy, you'd probably speak up for it and not feel embarrassed about it. So to use that as like, it's okay to ask for gluten-free. It's okay to ask if something, there's in, like dairy in something or to ask for sauce on the side or if you could, instead of getting bread, could you get side salad or could you get some roasted asparagus? Like, it's okay to ask those things. And the restaurant just wants to make you happy. So they pretty much do anything. And, yeah, if you start to get embarrassed, just take a big breath and 
realize, remember that you're worth it and that you're actually a role model and people look up to people who speak up for themselves. And so, yeah, you deserve that. And it's practice. It takes practice. So it may be really uncomfortable in the beginning if you're used to not modifying or just kind of not speaking up. So it's just like every time you do it, it's going to get easier and easier. And you can look at the menu beforehand so that you feel ready. You can even call the restaurant beforehand and let them know you're coming or ask them what modifications you can make so that you can feel really solid and confident when you get to the restaurant. And, yeah, social situations are tricky, so be gentle with yourself, have compassion for yourself. And if you need more help or if you've got a specific situation coming up, hit me on Instagram. I'll help you out <laughs> or join the 21 day reset. We go through all of this and you're going to have a group with you to navigate these kind of situations, especially with the holidays coming up. I know those are super tricky with relatives, but you can do it. Mm -hmm.